Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's January 2, 2012, and this is episode 316. Today we're going to take a look at five winning images from the November assignment on the theme of machinery. It was great to see still more people getting involved in our assignment for November. Thanks to those of you that uploaded your resulting images and please do continue to try and get involved if you don't already. The more the merrier as they say. If you do want to get involved but not sure what to do, all of the details of how to upload your images and the rules of engagement are posted in the assignments forum at martinbaileyphotography.com. Even though I try to release this podcast episode introducing the new theme within the first few days of each month now, note that I do also announce the theme of the, the assignment on the last day of the previous month in the assignment forum. So you can always look there if you're heading out to shoot and you wonder what the theme is. So let's jump right in now and take a look at the five images that got the most votes from the MVP community for the machinery assignment. Note that if you're listening to this episode on your iPad, iPod, or iPhone, then the images will be there on the screen as you listen, as long as you're listening to the Enhanced Podcast, that is. And if you are listening on a computer and want to follow along with the images, either go to the podcasts page at martinbaileyphotography.com or take a look on my blog where you can see the images embedded in the text for the podcast. As a general rule, you can always jump to the particular episode by typing mbp.ac and then the episode number. So mbp.ac slash 316 for this episode. So first, let's jump in and take a look at Leslie Grander Hill's wonderful image, The Way In. And here's Leslie's backstory. I bought the antique scale for my image, the weigh-in, at a garage sale a few months ago, hoping to use it someday as a prop to photograph a newborn baby. Fortunately, a co-worker recently had a baby, so I decided to use the scale as my machine for the assignment. It was a challenge to coordinate the shoot, so I was afraid I wasn't going to get an image this month. When I arrived at the location... I was disappointed in the lack of natural light. I asked the mother beforehand if there would be window light at the, at the time I would be there, and she said there would be. I realised that a non-photographer is not able to judge the light in a situation, and it's best to be prepared for anything. I had used a high ISO and a large silver reflector to maximise the light that was coming into the room. The black seamless is a black bedsheet propped up on a piece of cardboard on the bed. Most importantly, the baby was adorable and cooperative. Thanks to everyone for their votes and congratulations to all the winners. What a beautiful image, Leslie. And as you say, an adorable baby too. The fluffy white towel adds a lovely softness to the image. And the old scales make for a wonderful machine element. 
It's kind of fun too that the baby seems to be tilted backwards, almost falling out of the scales, and the slight sepia feel to the image adds to the aged feel to match the scales. Totally excellent work as usual, Leslie. Congratulations on fifth place. And in fourth place is Steve Martin with The Automat, and here's Steve's backstory. Thanks so much, everyone, for your votes and the feedback on this image. Congratulations to the winners and all those who submitted. It was certainly good to see the participation pick up for this assignment. Here's my backstory for The Automat. My mom works in the embroidery industry and when Martin announced the theme, I immediately thought of the embroidery machines. However, as the shop where the machines are located is several hours drive, I didn't know if I would make it there during the month of the theme. Fortunately, a last minute change in plans for Thanksgiving gave me the opportunity that I needed. When I first arrived at the shop, I started with some general shots, such as the following ones. And I've embedded the images that the that Steve submitted to, as a background story into the blog post. And I'll just quickly flick through a few here as, we, as I chat uh, in the Enhanced Podcast. But if you want to take a good look, they are great images. So do go, head over to the blog to take a steady look at your own pace. Steve continues, These photos show one of the ploughing machines with a long roll of fabric and the thread feeding the, feeding the needles. Each one of these machines is about 30 feet, 10 metres long and about 10 feet, 3 metres high. When one is running, it has to be continuously monitored by watchers for broken threads, as, as seen in this image. After a number of these type of images, I began to photograph the part of the machine that controls the stitching sequence, the brains of the machine, referred to as the automat. As the lighting was quite poor, overhead fluorescent lights and a single incandescent bulb over the automat, I opted to use multiple exposures and HDR to bring out the details that normally would be lost. I wanted to work as inobtrusively as possible, and so I didn't want to set up a bunch of external lights. From the automat image, one can see that it's a mass of gears and levers that, as far as I can tell, is completely covered in grease. When it's running, it is somewhat intimidating to be near. The warning Martin gave us of not getting hurt did cross my mind during the shoot. This machine has been operational for nearly 70 years and, apart from the occasional replacement of worn-out parts, functions as well today as it did when it was built, a tribute to German engineering. Regrettably, for those working in the industry, this story has a bit of a sad ending. In the United States, this type of embroidery industry exists mainly in northern New Jersey. For decades, the industry thrived However, during the last 10 years, this industry has been decimated by production outsourced offshore. Where where once there were hundreds of independent embroidery businesses in New Jersey, today there are only a handful left. 
Well, you told a great documentary story there, Steve, with four excellent shots to illustrate it, including your winning image. Thanks very much for taking the time to share this interesting story with us. Having been a twist hand, uh, which is basically an engineer that makes levers lace until I was 27, these pictures seem very familiar to me and brought back memories. I love the toning in your Automat image too. It's a very subtle HDR, bringing out the tonal qualities of the metal parts without going over the top. Great work and congratulations on fourth place, Steve. In third place is Morton Goldberg with Milling Fixture, and here's Morton's backstory. First of all, I wanted to say how proud I am after almost two years of trying to finally place in an MVP assignment. I also thank Martin for providing the assignments which have given me great learning experience and the opportunity to compete with some wonderful photographers who I greatly admire. When Martin announced the assignment, I was immediately able to visualise the photo I wanted to make. I also knew it would, be, it would take a fair amount of work. The assignment was completed over three sessions, about eight hours in total. There was the machine work to do, the lighting to set up, and the actual camera work, and the post-processing. The machine work took most the most time, about half of the total. In the first session, I did the machine work. I set up the fixture, cut and trimmed the workpiece and chucked it in the three-jaw, mounted the assembly onto the table of my milling machine and milled the square chamfer uh, onto the end of the workpiece. In the second session, I made the lighting set up and made the 11 frames that I intended to merge into the final photo. The lighting was done with a Lowell Ego tabletop lighting kit uh, consisting of two 16 by 16 inch softboxes, each containing two 27 watt daylight balance coiled fluorescent lights, an Ego sweep, and the uh, two 16 by 24 inch folding reflectors. These components can be arranged in a variety of ways. The milling fixture, which presents a tonal range from flat black to shiny reflective metal, required very soft, uh, very even soft light. I used the Ego components to build a light tent. The soft boxes were placed on the right and left sides of the sweep. One of the reflectors formed the top of the tent. The camera I used was a Micro Four Thirds Panasonic GH2 with a 50mm f2 Olympus Macro Zuiko lens mounted. A, I, I set a custom white balance and put the camera into manual exposure and manual focus. It wasn't hard to position the camera relative to the subject. Because I wanted the square end of the workpiece and all three of the engraved scales on the fixture to show the position of the camera with respect to the subject was so constrained there was essentially only one position for the camera. Positioning achieved, I set the exposure by making test shots and examining the three colour channel histograms 
in the GH2's playback mode. I then made the 11 frames for the depth of field stack, adjusting the focus by a small amount after each shot. In the third and last session I did the post-processing, because I had been careful to get an accurate white balance and exposure, there was very little to do in Lightroom. I applied two of my presets, one adding clarity and another adding input sharpening. I then exported the frames to Photoshop as a stack of 11 layers. I applied just two operations into the stack, uh, to this layer stack, auto align layers and auto blend layers. It took Photoshop about a minute to work its way through all the layers for each of these operations. The resulting TIFF was a whopping 1.3 gigabyte. So Morton, your attention to detail in the process and in writing your backstory is amazing. The shot really shows how much pride you take in your work and your photography. I know that you've been working hard and participating in the assignments for a long time, so I was really happy to see your image in the winning lineup. Of course, I don't check whose image is whose until I run the script to count up the votes and update the webpage, but it was a nice surprise to see your name in there. On the image itself, I really like the choice of a clean, almost white background and your use of the Photoshop merge there to merge the 11 layers to achieve a sharp focus from front to back is pretty masterful creating a very sharp image. I also like the colour accent of the gold and the red there against the silver steel. All come together really, really nicely. So congratulations on a very well-earned third place, Morton. In second place is Brian Lotus with The Gears of Time. And here's Brian's backstory. Wow, what a pleasant surprise. The highest I ever placed before in these assignments was tied for fifth. And when I saw how many great pictures had been posted last month, I felt my chances were pretty slim, so I'm truly honoured to place second. Thanks everyone for your votes. The moment I saw the subject matter for the assignment, I knew I wanted to try to photograph my grandfather's pocket watch. According to a website on this manufacturer, the watch was made in 1904. It had been a gift to him on his birth, a 12th birthday from his uncle. The story goes that my great-great-uncle Robert never had kids and promised the watch to his newborn nephew if his sister named him after him. Thus, my grandfather was also named Robert. When he died, my grandmother wore it on a chain around her neck for nearly 30 years. Near the end of her life, I was honoured to be chosen, the chosen recipient of this wonderful family heirloom. Now for the photography project. I don't have any specialised photography lighting other than a very old flash unit, so I had to improvise. I remembered that my wife has a very bright daylight lamp that she uses when she's scrapbooking. I thought that that would work pretty well. I also improvised the backdrop 
using the black t- using a black t-shirt from my dresser drawer. I laid the t-shirt over the lamp's box and then tipped the lamp on its side, shining from right to left. I placed it as close to the watch as possible. I tried several zoom factors and distances and finally decided that the best was when I used my four times close-up filter so I could really show the detail in the gears. Next I realised that the shadows were just too strong with all the light coming from the right. So I improvised a mini reflector out of aluminium foil that really helped even the light, even out the lighting. Here's a shot that I took today recreating the setup. Once again, thanks everyone for your votes and congratulations to the other winners, especially Cheshire Cat for the very creative picture-in-picture composition and thanks to Martin for sponsoring the wonderful event. Another great winning image here, Brian. I It really is great to see people that have been participating for a long time start to improve to the point that you're getting you're gathering enough votes to be placed especially with the quality of the competition in mind your use of the daylight balance lamp and the foil is pretty masterful and i'm sure the crumpled foil added to the metallic quality we see in the pocket watch it's an amazing story behind how you came to own the watch too. Thanks so much for taking the time to participate and to share your story. And congratulations on second place, Brian. In first place is Elise Angier with the Agriculture Algorithm. And here's Elise's backstory. Congratulations to the other winners. There were so many great entries this month. And thank you all for your votes. I didn't have any preconceived idea for the theme. One day I went to a farm, a bank and a laundromat. I was not satisfied enough with any of the resulting pictures. Since computers were included in the machine definition, I came up with the idea to create a photo within a photo. This was an offshoot of a couple of Martin's past themes. I borrowed a laptop and set it up on clear plexiglass, a clear plexiglass table. I uploaded one of the tractor images that I'd taken from the farm so that I, it filled much of the computer monitor. Using some daylight bulbs for, for my lighting, I photographed the laptop displaying the tractor image. After I processed that photo, I repeated the process and uploaded the image of the laptop displaying the tractor. I then took another photo of the laptop displaying the image. Since the colour from the original tractor was degraded through this process and there was noise in the image due to the low lighting, I converted the final image to black and white. Well, as always, Elise, you came up with an imaginative quality image here The style of the laptop that you borrowed matches the theme nicely and the idea to show another machine on the screen clinched it, I'm sure. The reflection of the computer in the plexiglass adds a lot and the black and white conversion focuses our attention on the machinery 
removing distractions. Great work as usual. Another well-earned win, Elise. Congratulations on first place. So thanks to the winners and everyone that got involved in this assignment. It looks like the December assignment of Organic had a few less entries than the Machinery one, but still it's a big improvement over recent months, so let's continue the trend. Still though, there aren't enough entrants here for me to comfortably approach companies to sponsor the assignment. I'm going to make a deal with you here. If we can reach 100 entrants to the monthly assignment during the first half of 2012, I'll promise to spend time to approach potential sponsors and line up some prizes for the second six months of this year. As you can see, people get thinking of all sorts of things to capture some great shots, and you too can learn so much from this exercise. I know that many more of you are trying than are actually posting your results, but I really would like to see more of your more of you take the time to, to sort of get that final step done and upload your images to the MVP Galleries album that we set up. The theme for the December assignment was organic, and that is currently in the voting stages. So do drop by the mbpgalleries.com website and cast your vote for your top five favorite images before January 7, 2012. The January assignment that's just started is frozen motion. So you'll need to shoot something moving or at least appearing to be in motion. And if it is moving, you'll need a fast shutter or flash to freeze it. You might also play with motion and flash to emphasize the motion, you know, sort of flash something. If you, if you only, if you have a certain amount of ambient light and then uh, the flash stops it, then you might see movement and then just a stopped object. Whatever, you know, it's totally up to you, but have a play with the theme and see if you can come up with something that captures the imagination of the rest of the community. You will be able to upload your images until the end of January anywhere in the world, regardless of your time zone. So don't forget to post your images and see if we can't get a few great sponsors for the assignment for the second half of 2012. To finish today, I'd just like to wish each and every one of you a happy new year. 2011 was a pretty turbulent year for many people around the world, so I do hope that 2012 brings peace and happiness to us all. Thanks very much for listening today. And remember that you can find me on Google Plus and Twitter, etc. All links are on the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com, so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.